Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and I'm really, really excited because this is the first week of the SOFY start of financial year. This is the start of a brand new game. And many of you that have been in our circle of influence, many of you over the last four to six weeks have been challenged, have been asked, have been continuously pestered to break it down, break it apart, break it with and ultimately break through to what will be definitely your next best 12 months, known as the new financial year. I'm really excited. We're heading into a Your Profit Blueprint session, and nothing more, nothing less will mean anything than just being brilliant at the basics, getting back to the basics. And so be it is the podcast, I guess, focus, getting back to the basics, Ensuring that we're constantly students of Kazan, constant improvement. How do I just keep on getting better? No, how do I keep on doing better? The getting is a decision you made a long time ago. The getting is the thing you did this morning before you got in your car to go to your place of productivity, contribution, making a difference, service, making another dollar, more importantly, servicing another delighted customer. That was the doing better. Being brilliant at the basics. It's ultimately going three inches wide and six miles deep. That's where the diamonds are found. The better I keep on being consistent, the better I'm going to be in doing things so predictably well for which my team my customers, my future customers, and definitely my future team are going to be all benefiters of that. Nothing is anything more destructive than the bright and shiny, ultimately the unknown, for which it's okay to have a ratio of 5 to 10, maybe 15% of the unknown. But getting back to the basics, that's about building momentum. That's about ensuring you're not one of the 7% businesses in the world that ever, ever, ever get to a place called $2 million plus. That's right. 93% of businesses in the world ever get to a place called $2 million plus in revenue. So words and numbers, the critical skills and the difference between the idea and the insurance of making sure you're connecting the dots, being brilliant at the basics. Let's get bored and let's get rich versus let's get excitable and let's go broke. Never fear the opportunity. Never fear the something out of nothing. Never fear the ability to create your brand new normal. I'm Stefan Kazakas from Business Benchmark Group. The theme for this month, and this is the celebration or the conclusion of our theme of the month, which is back to the basics, right? Ultimately, um, if you've read my book, there's a, there's, a, there's a common theme throughout the book that constantly reflects, refers, confirms. Being brilliant at the basics is where the gold is. Ultimately, being brilliant at the basics is where the diamonds are. So the simpler you keep it, the better you can communicate it, the better you could live it. 
the better the reputation grows around it, the better you will be. So at every given time, at any given time, at any time that you have that hour of power where you sit in your office during business hours, not before and after, because let's face it, the best business thinking has to be, the best strategic thinking has to be, the best critical thinking has to be, and you must force this during business hours. And hence why our programs only run through business hours, because our firm philosophy as to why we do what we do is to ensure that a quality of life is achieved and exceeded, for which your loved ones need you at home at a certain time, and definitely over a weekend if that's possible in your business. So, this think tank and this hour of power, this strategic thinking about going back to the basics, what got me here, and some of it may need to be refined, improved or innovated to get me there. You're constantly going to be reflecting on what is going to be the new versus what needs to be improved. Keizan, which is a Japanese term for constant improvement. Okay, it was a word that came out of uh, post-World War II. It was a concept, it's a methodology. Okay, it's a methodology that has you focused on critical few versus trivial many. Improvement. Every one of us has made a decision in our business and what we have chosen for what we're all brothers and sisters to, to make profit. Right? We've all chosen the industry or the way we believe we will make that. What we need to continuously do for the chosen industry product or service is keep on getting better versus, oh, what's next? Does that make sense? So until you prove a point, until your feet are firmly entrenched in the ground for the reputation that you build, thereafter should be the ripple into the next product offering, into the next service offering, which is a ripple out, which is a bolt-on to the core. So if you want to continuously be, be to be brilliant at the basics, if you wish to be brilliant at the basics, to be ultimately a devotee, to stick into the basics so many others can follow you, you need to be really clear about your one core product. What is your one core product that you're going to keep on refining and improving? What is your one key target market that you're constantly going to be in a dialogue conversation for which they will get attracted to you and you will keep on making it easy for them to buy? No one needs to sell. If any one of us in this room loves to be sold to, I'd love to meet you, because you would be unique. Nobody wants to be sold to. But what we love doing is buying. Does that make sense? In your business, you have a responsibility to keep on making it easy for people to buy from you. Whatever your chosen product or service is makes no difference. You need to have one core conversion strategy. How is it that you're making it easy for people to come into your space? M500 is exactly this, guys. We have people here that are our customers, and this is part of the offering. You don't pay for this, but it's a privilege, and membership does have that. But for our future clients and those that are on the fence right now and thinking, do I, don't I, should I, shouldn't I? This is just one part of the choreography that should make it easier for you to buy. Does that make sense? And it works. In your business, you need to keep on evolving, Keep on being innovative about your conversion strategy. You also need to be very clear on what is your core lead generation strategy as well. And when I say core, there has to be room for multiple lead generation strategies. And this isn't the day or time that I want to be expanding on that. 
And it's a topic that we definitely do go deeper in our programs and our, and our I guess, our, our entrepreneurial growth with our clients. But you need to have one core lead generation strategy for which the majority of your leads come from that activity. Your investment in time and or money, and at some point it's more money than time because you're outsourcing and paying experts to join your team because you can. But you better be clear about what is the lead generation strategy that's going to work for your business. In a world where there's 150 million digital marketing lead generation users right now, for which more pop um, blocks against advertising in that space is becoming more and more apparent, it can't be just the only lead generation strategy, but it can't be ignored either. Does that make sense? You need digital and you need traditional. You need relationships, but you need to be clear about what is your one core lead generation strategy as you keep on reviewing and reflecting on where you are and where you're going as a business. So, don't keep on looking for new, keep on getting better at what you've got, where it's validated through growth in business, stability in business for which thereafter you bolt on and create generational change. Don't lose perspective of your core. Does that make sense? So all I need you to be thinking ultimately through the think tank is how would that work for me? How would confirming what my core product, my core target market, my core conversion tool within the choreography of your sales process, how would that, what is that for me? How could that work for me? How am I going to make sure that happens? And again, if you feel like you don't have the answers to this, just pick up the phone and let's have a chat. It's okay. It's all cool, right? The dance floor, anyone can dance. But if you want to drink from the highest shelf, there's a price for that, but that's okay. We're on the dance floor now. How would that work for me? Which lead generation strategy is going to be the right one for me and how am I going to champion that versus I'll try it for two months, I've done my dough and my time and now I've got nothing and I'm broke, now what? It takes time to build momentum. Does that make sense? Nothing happens overnight and if it does, it's never meant to be, so don't treat it as a result. Treat it as just something that came out of the blue. You've got to stay the race, right? You've got to stay the distance. Don't build a reputation that has you starting a lot of things and not finishing things. If you're going to start something, build a reputation of a business owner, a leader, someone that's making decisions that sees them through. Cool? Being bringing out the basics is all about that. The critical few things versus the trivial many. In business, there are various phases. And I've shared this many times, but I'm going to do it again just to keep us in context of being brilliant at the basics. So for many businesses, there are five... SMEs, there are five phases. Startup is anywhere up to, from the moment I said I'm going to make a dollar out of this product, to you get to a million dollars, that's startup. A lot of pain, a lot of, a lot of grind, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of moving pieces which you are the buck where everything stops at. Does that make sense? But once you beat that, and if you beat that with a bit of systemization and some team development, some customer loyalty, repeat referral business turning up, and something that's representing profit to some degree, which gives you the ability to reinvest back in versus putting more pressure on the mortgage at home, right? If you get to that point at one million, you will have a really good chance to get to two million. Two million dollars, strictly speaking, with anywhere between a 15% to 25% bottom line, depending on what your industry standards are, gives you an ability to hire someone that's gonna be better than you at being the general manager. If you're at $2 million and you can have a bottom line of about $300,000 to $400,000 bottom line profit, you can afford to invest one third of that back in a super duper GM that's going to run your day-to-day -day stuff while you go and grow the opportunity to take us to $5 million. 
because you're still in growth plus of five million. And if you get to two million dollars in your business, if you do, for which many people don't, 93% of businesses in the world do not, do not, as in they don't, will not achieve two million dollars per 12-month period in their business in just revenue. Does that make sense? So if you are in the seven percentile of businesses that are at two million dollars, which makes you in the minority, you have a really strong chance to get to five million. Now you better be clear about your why as to why you would do that, right? So one million, you leverage to get to two million. If you get to here with systems, processes, and now you're structuring with team that is better than you around you, you will get to five like that. I don't say that because I've read a book. I don't say that because I coach businesses that have done that. I've done it a number of times in my own businesses and I'm just about to do it again. Watch my space, right? So $5 million, you get here, the multiplication, the maturity and the things that are working for you, the actual aspect of leverage, other people's time and other people's money will get you to $20 million. And if you get to $20 million, and if you get to $20 million, and some of you do and some of us don't, right? If you get to $20 million turnover, your business at this point has the opportunity through acquisition, merger and divestment to get to $50 million, which is the fifth phase, right? Big number, big number. It's a huge number. But Lord, all it is, is approximately $1 million of turnover per calendar week. Over what time frame do you suggest where, where are you in the uh, where are you in the cycle? Is the first question. When would you like it to happen? Which and which one? Fifth, the fifty million. Because remember, ninety-three percent, George, ninety-three percent don't get to two million. So anything I answer right now, it all comes back to your risk profile, and your ability to stay true to your core, versus oh that would be a great idea. Let me do that one too. So you haven't matured with the current expansion or the current delivery and execution of the current plan, and you're starting the next plan. It's not going to work. So forget about timeline. All we need to understand here is, if you're committed, what I see, and we meet them. We meet them every other day, guys. They turn up here, and they are about there within seven years, where the business can run without you, where the business, in fairness, should run with a GM or a, yeah, a structure that has you actually going out there and looking at globalisation and, and expansion into other sites, duplication, multiplication, licensing. Because up until this point, it's just, you know, I have people ring me all the time, I've got a great idea, I want to franchise it. Really? Have you been franchising before? Do you realise that you're asking people to invest in you, not as an investor, but as a business owner? Which means their identity of business owners and you're trying to be a franchisee. So it depends on what your model is, guys. Depends on what your outcome is and what your purpose is, but what is real and fair, just to answer the question so I don't just skip around it, it takes about seven years. From the moment you get serious, and we meet business owners that have been in business for 10, 15 years, and from that moment that they knock on our door, like when the drain man knocked on our door, just as a really clear example, that was eight years ago, and the guy was running his business for 15 years, and it was hovering somewhere around here. And where he is, you know, seven, eight years later, and he doesn't, you know, he's buying other businesses, he's got national expansion going on, blah, 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 blah. So if you're true and committed and you stay to your core and you give it all it takes versus juggling balls, as in, oh, I can do this and this and this, which means you're running a hobby business, seven years as a worst case scenario. 
Does that answer the question to a certain degree? Because every one of us is wired differently. Cool. Words and numbers, the critical skills and tools for business. Everything we do started out as an idea. Everything we, we, we commit to on a daily basis in terms of activity, in terms of strategy that gets followed through on, are words that ultimately will turn up somewhere, and most importantly on your balance sheet, in numbers. Everything you do is financially driven. Finance is the language of business. And if you want to be truly brilliant at the basics, if you feel that your numbers and the understanding of numbers is one of your weakest points in business, you've got to put your hand up and get involved and get educated around that. And we're not talking about you becoming a CPA or an accountant or a qualified bookkeeper, but you need to understand your scoreboard every single week. The fundamental and most important numbers that represent sales, marketing, operations and finance admin with a sweet spot called profit, you need to know how you're trending every single week. And if you embrace that, I guess, identity, you will be building on what is a deficiency for many small business owners that they don't understand that our words, which is, if I tell Beck to do something and suggest you should do something in her business, or Beck's, or, or Nikki's on my team, I'll say, Nikki, we need to do this. When I've made that choice of words and that decision, what I'm ultimately looking for is an outcome that's only going to be represented in the number at some point. So the critical skill and tool in business that generally gets missed and needs to continuously be advanced and curiosity for every one of us here needs to be at a higher level is how do words turn into numbers and therefore how do numbers turn into words? Your ability to do that more fluently is also your ability as you become a better business owner that can lead a business to where we need to go. Everything you do in your business will lead to a result. You need to understand whether that was a good result or a not so good result. When I spoke about Kazan a moment ago as part of this think tank, I want you to keep on improving. But you've got to keep on improving with relevancy and not delusion. Does that make sense? And relevancy is the numbers. You've got to understand the numbers in your business. And I'm talking surface level. And then surround yourself with some great accountants and financial advisors and, and, and people that understand the numbers and the key ratios and they're okay to share them with you, as in they want you to learn them too, which is what we pride ourselves at, at, our, at our business, at the Business Benchmark Group. Look, at the end of the day when it's done and dusted, being brilliant at the basics is a great concept, a great theory, and for some of us that are caught in the deepest of the quicksand every other day, we just don't feel that there's end in sight or we don't feel they're getting out of this quicksand or this choke point or this, or, the, or this particular problem that we're currently facing is possible. And the only thing that makes it possible is your ability to keep on thinking outside the square. Finding that hour, at least one hour every week, give me one every fortnight, for which in business hours you are devoting to thinking, how do my words turn into numbers and how do I influence those numbers so that I can translate them back to words and provide the gratitude. Because in fairness, the time is always now. If you understand that there's a gap in your business, there is, a, there is a point or a part of a moving puzzle that is missing in your business and that is the reason why you are not getting to break through, moving up to another level, then it's your responsibility as the owner, the leader or the manager to put your hand up and say, help. And the time is always now. Right, there's no more powerful aspect around time than knowing something and doing something with it. Assuming something and wanting to confirm it. Does that make sense? Curiosity culture is the one that sets you free. The time is always now about asking more questions. Does that make sense? 
And as we keep on doing that, you will find that it's not a complicated world we live in. We just go out of our way to make sure we convince ourselves of that. Being brilliant at the basics and going back to the basics is what got you here. Don't think for one moment you need to complicate it to get you there. All you need to do is just go up a notch. Just turn that dial one degree, 1% in the right direction. You know, I was on radio last night. I'm not sure if anyone heard it, but you know, it was a decent conversation around you know, the health of your business and what are the key indicators. And it was, look, I, I was wrapped because I nominated that topic because it was like a rehearsal for this morning. So <laughs> I didn't need to do too much work in preparation for this conversation. But this is one that I'm, I'm so passionate about. And we're talking about a whole heap of things. And it was an Australian, it was a national broadcast. And you know, at the end of the night, it's about 10 to 11 and the callbacks start. And there's this one lady that says, um, you know, her story, did anyone listen to the show last night? Anyone? Cool. So there's this one lady that gets up and she says, oh, you know, this customer service thing and these kids with, you know, these Americanized cliches and, you know, smiling and being friendly, but it's got to be genuine. And she goes, I went to the, my, my mother had died and I was preparing her body, she said, which sort of would have painted a bit of picture for everyone at about 11 o'clock. And, and ultimately, I, I went to go and get some grocery shopping for the family and the kids before I went back home. And as I've approached the checkout girl, she asked me, how's your day today? Well, she goes, what, the, what, what a wrong question to ask me. And I'm thinking, what would you have preferred? Chewing gum and no eye contact. That would have been a good one, right? She just went off the dial. And I'm thinking, why don't you focus on what's important? Because there is someone that's 17, 18 years old being taught as the first layer of her journey, or his journey, she did say her, her journey into customer service and the ability to put four words together with a smile at that age. What a miracle that is. So can I just say something? If you want to be brilliant at the basics, keep on being clear about what's important for you, firstly. Put that oxygen mask on you, firstly. Thereafter, ensure that you do whatever it takes to be the stage builder. Build a stage for which people come and are given a chance to be exceptional, to grow their career, their brand within the brand called your business. Give them that opportunity, give them that freedom, give them that autonomy. Call it tight when it doesn't go the way it should. Be assertive, be real, be consistent. Be basic, be simple, be human, right? Absolutely, Pat, it's not about the money, but if you're good at what you do, the money comes. There's no two ways. So be the stage builder. Make sure that your team and your suppliers have an opportunity to keep on excelling and improving as they do business with you. So that is a philosophy. That's a bit of DNA. That's also about abundant mentality. That's about having an abundant mindset that says there's enough for all of us and I don't need to be the primary person in my business forever. So it's a journey. Get on it. Ensure that your customers are treated so well. Not so well that you are not making profit because if you are not making profit, that is criminal because you won't be here next year to serve them again. And they'll be thinking, holy moly, they did it so well, but they're not here anymore. What happened? Well, what happened is we didn't look at the words and the numbers and had no understanding of how we can be more effective and more efficient. So being brilliant at the basics is being strategic, being critical, being understanding of where we are and where we need to be and what's the gap and get on with it. Don't think about all the things that need to happen. Think about the critical few things that need to happen every single period, whether that's 90 days or 12 months. I wish to thank every one of you, bingo. I want to thank every one of you for being great, great participants. I understand that you know sitting on a seat for three hours can be, or for two and a half hours can be a little challenging. But I hope it's come and gone very quickly and what you get out of it is something, something at this critical time of the year where for many of us we've got seven weeks, 
to make it count for almost 16, right? February is the next time we kick off. What you're playing out right now in your business is a game plan that sees you through January and almost February. Make it count. And I want you guys thinking about January and thinking, where's the money? What are we coming back to in terms of work in progress? That's no good for no one. You want to be building that bridge right now and making sure it doesn't hurt you come New Year's Eve and the influence of your New Year's resolutions. Make them count. Don't have New Year's resolutions that by the first of the first at about noon you're thinking, what was I thinking? That's, that was crazy, right? Make them count. It's an important time of year. Make sure your loved ones are, are kept tight and well. Let them know you love them. And to my wife and my, my beautiful 13-year-old, happy birthday. Thank you for being a great audience. Really appreciate it. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis, and I hope you enjoyed the, the again, the, the easy to follow and yet hard to commit to, being brilliant at the basics. We are heading into your profit blueprint season. On the 31st of July, it is the day. It's the day to put your thinking hat on, put your thinking time in, and ultimately keep on stretching that brain and your critical thinking to a point of what are we really, really, really influencing over the next 12 months? What are we really, really influencing over the next 90 days? Your Profit Blueprint really needs you to be registering and getting involved, participating, and again, looking out for who would you like to invite as a guest of yours for which is a guest of ours. We are a community at Business Benchmark Group. I really look forward to that. As I also need to, again, just raise the antenna on Board of Directors 12, the new season, the new program, the new, 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 for which I am so thrilled to be the CEO of every Board of Directors 12 program. That is commencing later on this week as well, later on this month. So I'm Stefan Gazakas. Be brilliant at the basics, Business Benchmark Group. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.